Welcome to Somebody Save Us. It is a Smallville retrospective podcast where we talk about an episode of Smallville we sometimes just watched. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm Ashley, and I just watched it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just watched it. (laughs) Yeah, I did watch it yesterday, but uh, I, I went back today for a little bit of like extra note just because there were times where I'd be I would be writing my note and then things are happening and I wasn't pausing it the way I normally would yeah so yeah 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 all right well, I'm, oh oh my god okay I put my phone on quiet hang on oh. or it's gonna go off like constantly throughout the night bing bong bing bong ding dong string strong they're strong bad yeah, okay. so um, yeah, so this week, uh, I would say like it's definitely a better episode than the last one. Uh, oh, there's yeah. a bit more meat on the bone, but it also kind of is a bottle episode that they could have put maybe almost anywhere in the season, uh, discounting the fact that Lex and Helen are together. But um, like the main story is sort of off to the side this week. And also, just off the top, um, this episode deals with some, you know, rough... uh, Sensitive sensitive subject matter. So there is, like, incidents of uh, assault or threat of assault and... Stalking. Stalking and general... Actual assault. Actual, and then actual assault. <laughs> yeah, um, actual assault. <laughs> and implied, like, if, if you know, things went to their conclusion, uh, implied sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And so there, yes. this episode, uh, other than, you know, there being, like, a main plot point, which is that Lex... Uh, proposes to Helen, you can skip this one. Yeah, if, pretty much. Yeah, this this episode is brought to you by a swift kick in the balls. Yes. So, with yeah. all of that said, this <laughs> is season two, episode nineteen, Pentiment. Pentiment? I thought it was precipice. Pentiment? Or oh, <laughs> I have Pentiment on the brain because I've been playing the game Pentiment. Oh. Yes. So, yes, you're right. It is precipice, which is a similar but not similar word. Yeah. Well, they both start with P. Yes. And have <laughs> lots of other letters. Yeah. That's, That's our Sesame Street lesson for today, kids. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, uh, so that'll be it for this week. Uh, we're just going to scrap the, the, the episode. We're just going to call it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, uh, instead, uh, we'll just open on the talon and we see a table of what I assume are supposed to be high school seniors or possibly like college dudes, but there's no college in Smallville. So what are they doing here? But anyway, they are... The, the, the guy, the, the main ringleader chuckles. definitely looks like... like yeah. <laughs> He definitely uh, looks like he's in his late twenties. I would almost even say early thirties with that receding hairline. Yeah, dude, okay, like he's he, he ain't passing for a high school. No, yeah, yeah, and it it, <laughs> it 
it's a little weird because like granted these haven't like been remastered in like HD or anything, but you can tell that they kind of tried to put some makeup on his face to make him look a little younger. And <laughs> he is fucking old as shit. Like dude is old. Old. Little little did they know back then, the more makeup you put on, the more the wrinkles get shown. Yes. Uh so yeah. But they are sitting around this table passing a flask around and Lana notices and kind of at first it seems like she's going to try to play it like not so annoyed. She's just like, hey, uh, our coffee here is strictly non-Irish. Um, yeah. Which is problematic. Like, Lana, I don't think you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PC. That's not PC, bro. Yeah. That's not PC. But uh, <laughs> she tells them that they can leave if that's what she thinks it is. Um and Dr. Bryce is also uh, sitting, in the, sitting in the Talon, and we find out that Lex was supposed to meet her there, but uh, did not. Got stood up. Mm-hmm. Lex is a busy man, okay? He's got a lot of schemes on the go. <laughs> Too many schemes, scheme fires burning. That's right. Yeah. Way too many. Too many. Uh, but he, so he's not there, but some creepy dude is, and she catches him looking, but he puts a newspaper up in front of his face. Mm, so convenient. Yeah. And then the, yeah. there's like that ruckus at the table, uh, distracts both her and Lana for a second. And when they look back, mm-hmm. he's, the dude is just gone and Bryce <gasps> looks all spooked and Lana asks her if she's okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Um, I can, I just say, especially for the events that transpire after Dr. Bryce leaves, um, no woman in their right mind is not aware of their space. Mm -hmm. 24 7 365 like back then today don't freaking matter we have a lot of spatial awareness and for dr bryce to have no like she's obviously seen these idiots in the corner getting drunk and being a little bit belligerent and she's just like bye 17 year old high school girl i'm gonna leave you with these 30 year old drunk men yeah (laughs) to deal with all by yourself in this empty coffee shop you're up trying that you're about to try to close yeah yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Bryce. Bad move on you, my friend. Bad yeah, move. Bad, Poor bad form. form. Poor form. Bad form. Yes, bad form. Bad form. Yes, so... That's all I'm going to say. But that. yeah, again, and that thing is predictably, basically immediately after Bryce leaves, uh, as Lana's walking over, there's like a little bit of ADR or like something where like one of the other goons says something like, okay, go get her. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, and... Uh, Chuckles gets up and uh, approaches her with the line that he's heard this place has the friendliest service in town. Uh, Uh, And she kind of is trying to like not look at him, uh, but also tells him to leave. uh, And then, you know, he kind of leans in, like he kind of blocks her path and is like, well, that's no way to talk to a customer. And he's, you know, getting close. And she does the smart thing, which is to hit the panic button. But he sees her do it. And he goes from uh, maybe being able to get out of this situation without being too much of a fucking weirdo. 
um, to escalating it to literally grabbing her and throwing her against this rack that has like all of the coffee cups and plates and shit on it. Yeah, like the big old metal dish rack, essentially. And like, oh god, oh, I hate this. And now we just so cross, we just much. crossed the line into for sure Fuck. an assault charge for this yeah, guy. Absolutely, and he, you know. She, so she's like fumbling on the ground and then of course he comes down because he just has to add to it and he's just like now like we got to take this into the back why don't we take this into the back he's obsessed with the back of the coffee shop yeah, like oh my god private party yeah private party and his goon buddies are just standing nearby kind of smirking uh yeah and luckily clark shows up like a lot of times clark shows up when he's not necessarily needed but this is one of those times it's really good that he shows up when he does yeah absolutely uh, thank god and he like you know he he reasons with them somewhat strongly like he tells them t- that to get out of there the cops are on their way don't make this you know fucked up uh yeah and they don't make this worse for yourselves essentially they, like and they do leave but they go out through the back which obviously i guess you know they know that they're gonna have to have a chat with the cops probably if they go at the front no they just went for their own private party oh yeah because they want they really wanted to know what was in the back like they're <laughs> that's where the parties are don't you know <laughs> well it definitely it will be a party back there um <laughs> But yeah, Clark, like, he checks on Lana for a second, and he's asked if she's okay, and she's like, you can't, no? Yeah, uh, right. And he uh, gets, like, a look on his face, and next we see uh, Outback, Chuckles, and his dipshit gang uh, <laughs> are walking out, and they walk basically into Clark, who yeah. tells them basically to find a new place to get coffee. And to not come back. Yeah. Um, And basically, yeah, of course, these guys aren't going to, these 30-year-old men aren't going to take a threat from a 17-year-old kid. No. And then, and and like, Clark, so the first, the goons come forward, and Clark, like, chucks them into that same fence that uh, motorcycle assassin Ken Jeong got tossed into a few episodes ago. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like the same alley. <laughs> yes. Same garbage cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he co- oh, but they made because they made the big mistake. They freaking they try to egg Clark on because he's like, yeah, go find another freaking coffee shop. And then those assholes are like, oh, it's because you got the hots for that bitch manager. It's too bad she's such a dirty little slut. Uh-huh. Like how ha- like uncalled for. I don't understand when like people do that i'll say people because it's always it's not always men there are super shitty women out there too but like like when you get rejected what is it about some people that they're just like i will make the person who rejected me into this undesirable person in my brain so that it's like the rejection isn't that bad but i will tell everybody else about how terrible they are this person Uh, that uh like maybe sometimes as little as 10 seconds prior they were trying to butter up Right. Yeah. 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 And anyway, uh, these two dipshits get chucked, and then uh, the the other dude pushes, or Clark pushes the other guy to the ground, and mm-hmm. you know, warns him again. He's like, "Fucking sign, find somewhere else to go." 
Uh, and he gets up and I think he calls him. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll find out John Boy or something like that. And he throws yeah, a, oh, he calls him a, a farm boy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, something, something farm boy. Yeah, yeah. Chuck's, yeah. Uh, th- you know, throws a, throws a fist, and Clark throws him thirty feet into the sheriff's car. New Ethan. <laughs> that's that's new legit Ethan. labeled the sheriff. The sheriff does not have a name. It's New Ethan. It's New Ethan. <laughs> Ethan. Yeah. Ethan two electric boogaloo. So he's gonna be E B for the rest of the rest of the <laughs> rest of the series. E B. E- 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it throws him into the cop car, but of course, unfortunately, it's not Ethan, you know, lazy Ethan that comes out. Nope. Uh there is a lady officer gets out, um, and like right after Clark throws the guy and before she's gotten out, he does that kind of like He's about to super speed away, but then he turns around or like kind of looks over his shoulder and sees that Lana's there. And so he stops and then yeah. gets caught, right? Like the sheriff yeah. draws on him and tells him to get on his knees. And then the credit And feet. Yeah. So. Uh, I didn't like the beginning. Didn't like that beginning. It was awful. Yeah. And I don't like all the events that, that follow this. It's just... There's not a. Go- there's so much like, uh, it's just so much victim blaming. Mm-hmm. And there's and not a lot of, Yeah, and there's not a lot of good police work going on either. So we can count. We can you know just uh, go on with that too. Yeah. When when is there ever good police work happening at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, this. So the 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 new actor who is playing the sheriff is mostly mm-hmm. like a sta- stage actress like for plays and stuff like that. Oh, and has okay. been in yeah, some other yeah. stuff, but the main thing that she's known for is this show because she's oh. on it for five seasons. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, and maybe not ever, obviously not every episode, but it's a recurring right. role. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Five seasons. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a long standing uh, role. So, yeah. Good for her. The, Too bad she plays such an asshole. Yeah. The, the scene <laughs> after the. Uh, um, the credits is uh, her talking to Clark and Lana and they are, you know, he, he's like, Oh, nice to meet you, Sheriff. And she's like, not having any of it. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Ken. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't play sweet farm boy with me, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, he asks Lana what she saw and Lana says nothing. And the sheriff's like, well, you're a damn liar. Because you told me you made a good cappuccino. And this, this is a great cappuccino. (laughs) It's so good. It's so corny. It's so amazingly corny. Oh, my God. This sheriff, like, honestly, is, like, loves to play that intimidation and making everybody in the room feel, like, insecure and awkward and not quite sure where they stand. And... The thing that mm-hmm. frustrates me the most um, with this uh, this episode in particular is because, like, we essentially see Lana get assaulted, like, not full on, yeah. but, like, assaulted enough, like, physically. And, like, she doesn't want to hear anything about that yeah. <laughs> at this point. It's not, like, what led up to these events of Clark 
throwing somebody into yeah. a police car. It's like, well, why, you know, you must have done it because you're a terrible person and you're lying to me and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I don't care what that other guy did. Yeah. She, like, so it that's it wasn't is, even brought up. The fact that Clark's story gets precedence here doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. Oh, it's so frustrating. Espe- so frustrating. Especially since in the next scene, they're at the farm and the Kents are like, look, like Clark was probably just trying to help. Like, and she is just like, well, you know, maybe he shouldn't assault people. And the fact that he's been uh, around so many crime scenes probably proves he's some kind of hero. He's got some hero complex. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she makes an actual Dukes of Hazard. Uh, reference when she tells DK that the good old boys days are over. Uh, so annoying. It's such a wink wink. I'm, right. And like, this is the thing is that it almost makes it sound like she's going to be different than Ethan. And she's going to like, quote unquote, be good at her job. Right. She's going to do proper police work and good investigating. But as it's proven throughout this entire episode, she is just, as big of a doofus, just in different ways than what Ethan was. Like, where he was careless, she is just up on her high horse yeah. and, like, won't be told that she's wrong, that, you know, any, like, she won't be criticized in any way, shape, or form. And that, oh, that bugs me. That bugs me so much. She keeps the, um, in terms of, like, her police work, it's like keeping one plate in the air. Like, she can't do more than one thing. Like, the main thing right here was ignoring the fact that Lana could have been raped. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, dealing with the thing that she arrived to see. Like, it's it's like a baby duck seeing its mother. Right. For crying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not in a cute and adorable way. In a a (laughs) crimey way. Yeah. Uh, But, so... Like, her whole thing, she's like, well, Clark's going to be, uh, I'm charging him, she's charging him with a misdemeanor battery charge. And yeah. he's like, we can't afford that. And so she's she's like, all right. Immediately drops that for the uh, community service. Right. Because yeah. I think she wants to, you know, so fast. make an example. Right. Yeah, well, especially if she's new, right? She's got to, of course, show the town that nobody, not even Clark Kent, can get away with just throwing someone into a police car. But again, it's uh, so annoying. I'm so, this episode, I'm, I'm going to gripe about it the whole time, about how angry I am that, of course, Lana and Dr. Bryce both, they get ignored. Like, their actual plights get ignored the whole time. It's uh, so annoying. Yeah. Anyways. And yeah. Uh, so we, then we pan across... Dr. Bryce's desk at the medical center and we see a framed photo of Lex uh, and then a bunch of flowers as she comes in the door. And I think she's like, she comes in the door and she's like, obviously like finishing up for her day or whatever and sees the flowers and goes over to the table and is like Mm -hmm. bending down to sniff them. And then fucking Captain Pike Anson bushes her. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, he got so much better with age, okay? He's he looks, way better looking now he looked, than he, he did back then. St- very strange in this. Like, too smooth. He does. Too smooth. Yes. I think it's because they tried to, like, they should have made him the college frat boy and then the old 50-year-old guy. <laughs> like, 
the creepy stalker boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, maybe they could have. Um, but uh, so they are; those flowers are apparently a flower that she couldn't take her eyes off at some flower show from like 1999. And uh, this guy is surprised. Oh, like she's surprised to see this guy with, I don't know. He's got some unremarkable name like Jake or something like that. Um, That's Paul. No, I, I hate Sorry. to tell you, huh? but it's what? Paul. Sorry, <laughs> you, you keep breaking up uh, every time you see her talking. Uh, so she mentions that she should have saw him last night and, uh, he explains why he didn't stick around to say hi. Like it looked like she didn't want company. Uh, but, uh, and then when asked, uh, he says that he's just in town for business, uh, and heard she was getting married, which hasn't happened yet. It's jumping the gun a little bit. Wow. I mean, you know, his business is clearly her wedding. So, yeah, and then she like she like uh, like defends that with like sort of like a comment about how that's uh, jumping the gun a little bit, considering her and Lex are married to their careers. Yeah, uh, and then Lex yeah. enters to finish the sentence as he so often does. With the, he's just like, oh, well, that, or that's at least what we tell uh, each other. He's like, hi, I'm yeah. Lex Luthor. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Oh my god, it is really just a big old dick swapping, dick whipping out like yeah. competition at this yeah, point. But like but understandably tips. so. Just yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. Understandably so though, because I will say this for Lex Luthor is he's usually and he even says it later in the episode, he's a pretty bang on judge of character. He he knows a creepy asshole when he sees one. Yeah, well, because she gives a little bit of a rundown of their history. Uh, and then yeah. like, you know, that they were together in medical school and it's obviously pretty awkward. And then she says it was nice to see him. Uh, so, um, but, but they have a lunch, uh, to go to. And then Lex is like, yeah, no, I'm actually uh, busy. So I'm going to leave you here with this creep. Yeah. I hear that's what people, I hear <laughs> I that's what people are doing. Uh, yeah. He's been ditching her a lot lately, obviously. Yeah, and he, um, but but uh, you know, uh, Pike is right there, and he asks. He's like, "Well, uh, he could go for lunch," and Lex is pretty yeah. nonchalant about it. Yeah, but he's just like. But I think he. Yeah, I know. I think I think like I want to think that he was trying to play it like cool because he didn't want to show. Yeah. Helen, that he's, you know, a super jealous guy and all this kind of stuff. He wanted to be like that cool boyfriend, right? Where he's like, it's fine. Go have lunch with your ex. Everybody wants to be that cool partner in the relationship, yeah. right? But like, like I said, like Lex is usually a pretty good judge of character. So maybe he hasn't quite gotten the the stalker creepy vibe yet, but it's like, he's obviously a little suspicious. Yeah. And that, especially opinion. after the next thing that gets said here. So Bryce leaves the room critically here. She basically has a, a beeper emergency and so gets out of everything. Um, and she leaves yeah. and Pike is just like, oh, same old Helen. Now she's here, next she's not. And then he's like, yeah. hold on to her, Lex, if you can. <laughs> and then he just kind of dances oh, out of the Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Does a nice little number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
No, it's uh, it's it's clear that this guy is a freaking piece of trash. So I I can't wait till he gets what's coming yeah, to him. It kind of zooms in on like one of many like very like it's like a slow smirk, and like dead eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so the actor what, what's his Anson name? Anson Mack. Yes. Yeah. I will say like yeah he has a very good serious slash dead eye stare mm. even now. Even to see him now. Yeah. Like, he pulls it off very, very well. Yeah. They cast the right guy to play a creepy-ass stalker. Yeah. I, again, like, th- <laughs> so this is one of those ones where, like, I remembered most of the stuff that happened, including, like, Lex proposing at the end of the episode. Like, I remembered that fact. But this dude, yeah. every time I thought about this character, it was just, like, a blank yeah. face in my mind. I was like, uh, probably just some random. Oh. I had no idea it was him. Until I saw him. Oh dang! Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't make the connection. And then when the episode played, I was like, "Oh shit, it's that guy." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. But yeah. So uh, and then we uh, are out in front of the Talon where Clark is picking up some garbage, and Pete and Chloe uh, bust his balls about his community service, and and of course they're like talking about they make fun of Clark's predicament, and then freaking new Ethan comes out <laughs> and kills the mood instantly. Friggin' Sheriff Buzzkill. Newthen? Newthen. <laughs> yeah. So she, like, again, she flexes that little bit of intimidation because, like, <laughs> Chloe was all, oh, and no h- hang on. No, no. stash. H- hang on for one second. Hey. Can we please take a moment and just talk about Chloe's haircut? Yeah, what, what's going on? <laughs> Her hair changed. And how she's she's now the official Karen of the episode just by haircut alone. <laughs> she is rocking the, what's her name? Freaking John and Kate plus eight. Kate Goslin. She's ro- rocking the Kate Goslin haircut. I think before that was even a thing. Yeah. She's the original Oh my Karen. God. Oh, Jesus the Christ. The primeval Karen. Oh my Lord. <laughs> so anyways, um, so, you know, Chloe and her hilarious haircut can't even cut the tension. Uh, in this part when freaking new Ethan gets out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if we got to think of like, we got to workshop a name. Like it's either like new thin or new Ethan or no stash or uh, no stash is good. Uh, or just boobs. Sheriff Adams. Shit. Uh, we'll think of something yeah. better. We'll get, we'll, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll form naturally as some of the other stuff. Yes. In this has, even though like now that we have like a couple of bits, we just beat them into the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, but uh, um, yeah, no. The uh, the sheriff comes out and, she, like you said, she does her like thing where she makes everybody uncomfortable, and then just kind of is like toodaloo. Yeah, later. And uh, <laughs> I'll leave you all to stew. Yeah, and Chloe <laughs> makes some comment about like uh, enjoy, have fun on the chain gang. Yeah. God damn it, Chloe. Yeah. Fucking Chloe. And then... I can't take her anymore. Yeah, Lana's... Like, they're on their way in. Lana comes out, and then she finds out that, you know, like, well, she was... The reason why the sheriff was there was uh, she basically came to tell Lana, "Ah, nothing I can do. It's just hearsay. It's your word against his. Yeah. And so why doesn't the coffee shop have security cameras? And Clark can can be like, hey, I walked in. While, yeah. I mean, that's obviously what they were talking about the night previous, but obviously it was in one ear and yeah, out the it's, other. 
Well, and it's technically, it's two against three, of course, because there were three of them and just Lana and Clark. But again, that I don't, okay, I'm not a police officer. I don't know how police investigations and police work unfold. But, like, again, for her to be like, it's just hearsay, like, there's no case. Um, it's just, like, a crock of shit. Like, it's honestly, it's just the biggest bullshit. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. I just, mm, I just can't. Now, granted, this is years before the Me Too movement and all that kind mm. of stuff. But this is like, it's very ridiculous. And also, when did the Talon just become a flower shop on the side? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always kind of been like a <laughs> weird thing because it was a flower shop and like a coffee sh- coffee place. I mean, the Beanery, I think, still exists. But the Talon has kind of taken over. Um Okay. But I, I, I think in terms of, like, the set, like, the beanery is the talent. Like, I don't know yeah. all the, you know, it was the theater and all that shit, right? So it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you get Lana coming out, and she's, like, got some freaking fresh-cut flowers for sale. Yeah. Like, right right in the front of the talent. I'm like, what? When, wait, hold on. Huh? What? When? It's a no. lot of business going on in, in one place. She's doing all of the business. She's a busy body. Well, so Clark also says something fucking shitty here. And yeah, Lana, does. Lana doesn't comment on it. And I don't even think like they wrote it correctly for her to respond to because she just, you'd think she would have because like she talks about what's going on with him and then about her with her. And he's like, yeah, look what it got me. Yeah. Look, we're saving you got me. Yeah. Like what the fuck Clark dude? Like she's but she's already feeling like guilty so she feels guilty because clark always has to come and save her he's saving her all like 24 yeah. 7 so i think that's why they made it so that she didn't really retaliate with anything because she's already just feeling so guilty yeah. about everything and like oh god for clark oh when clark said that i was just like no so that's no. so that's the thing is like clark is like only nominally part of the a story because it really is lana's story like this is a lana episode yeah um and so she asks him about how he was able to subdue those three guys and he was like well they were drunk as hell uh that was you know one and then also that he was highly motivated um and she makes a comment about him not always being there for her and then we cut straight into a scene where she's working alone behind the counter and she gets Mm -hmm. luther bushed And drops all the plates. Yeah. yeah. So we've got, we've had an Anson Bush now and a Luther Bush. There's a lot of bushes uh-huh. in this uh, episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, get ready for it. And he apologizes and like, kind of like, for the people who are like a little slower in the room to, in the audience, explain mm-hmm. that like, you know, like normally she would be totally relaxed here, but ever since the other night this safe haven has been uh like desecrated in some way um and yeah. like she's no longer she's just jumpy she and she's gonna be jumpy but he then gives her some like advice like he was like oh you know it wasn't easy being the bald kid at a private prep school yeah 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 and his chauffeur was like an ex, or his father's chauffeur was an ex Navy SEAL. So he's like, I got him to teach me some pointers. Um, so another thing I want to bring up, because mm. <laughs> now I, I didn't get much further. Like I said, I think I only got about halfway through season four. Yeah. Um, 
and it was a long time ago. Um, and don't spoil it for me, but I will say, why is it every time Lex and Lana get together, it is always like the most suggestive, like looks that Lex Luthor gives her and the body language and the phrasing, the phrasing, Paul, the phrasing, like honestly, he's got those like freaking come hither eyes on Lana at, at all times, at all times. He's just being right Michael Rosenbaum, he can't help it. I know, mm, God, oh those eyes. God damn it, Michael. But yeah, like he, you know, he tries to give some advice, but then his part about like, and then I learned how to fight and I kicked my bully's ass. I kicked sand in his eyes at the beach. But like, (laughs) took him down. She's like, well, obviously I can't hurt anybody. And she's like, well, it's not about hurting people, it's about regaining control of your life. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. I mean, like, the the whole point of self-defense is, like, you don't go looking for the fight. No. Like, you just know how to defend yourself. It's just as simple as that. Sometimes the trouble finds you. Yeah. Uh, but on the farm, uh, can't learn, or, uh, like, Clark just learns that the shitstorm around this dude fucking chuckles is uh, that they're now being sued for, like, a million dollars. It's so stupid. It's it's just so freaking stupid. And the, but of course, like everyone saw it coming. We already know that guy is a grade A dick. Yeah. And we get a single line that connects this to the main story, which is that like Clark is like, oh, I guess this is what the ship was talking about. Better go take over the fucking world now. I guess this is the moment. Yeah. You're all flawed, <laughs> fucking humans. You go, and he just goes <laughs> homelander. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, yeah, DK and, and Martha are basically just like, well, remember that, you know, humans raised you. Like, we're flawed, but we raised you to be who you are, and you're more human than what you probably realize, which is true. Like, it's, again, nature versus nurture yeah. kind of situation. Like, he's got his humanity, and luckily, he was raised by decent people, because we have seen time and time again what happens if you are an outsider and you get raised by pieces of shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, they beat us over the head with that every chance they get. But uh, they really do. He, yeah, he they remind him that he's human, and that also humans make mistakes. But also, those mistakes and split second decisions can have major consequences, and he needs to yeah think about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then so while he thinks about that. <laughs> <laughs> while, while he thinks about that, uh, Dr. Bryce's car uh, isn't starting. Um, and, like, granted, like, this do- this doesn't go on very long. Like, she does. She tries to start it a few times. And then she's on the phone with Lex, who is nearby. Like, obviously, this has been happening. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. so he's on his way to get her. Um, maybe even just to boost the car. Who knows? Um, and she does this thing where she, like, sits back for a second and closes her eyes, just kind of like one of those sighs, and then you open your eyes, and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Anson Bush. First prize, motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, with those freaking dead ass eyes. Yeah. Dead ass eyes. Yeah, and he was apparently uh, dropped his phone nearby, and was convenient. Fi- looking for that when he happened to notice her. Uh, and she gets out of the car and like, oh, I, I give you a ride and, I, you know. And just like go go and fuck and <laughs> talk about old times. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, Lex is on his, on, on his way. 
And he's just like, ah, same old Helen. Don't want anything from me. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah. they're, like that argument is about to start. Like she's about to say something when Lex rolls up. And like, yeah. obviously, getting just getting out of the car has like... Oh sees the tent can can cut the tension in the air with a knife oh yeah yeah like at this point now it's it's full on for Lex. like he's like and this guy's an asshole he's on my radar yeah and he's also he he finds it very interesting that rick or whatever the fuck his name is uh bumped into helen again like he (laughs) right he says and then like he uh says if he's not careful lex might get the impression that he's stalking his girlfriend so he's basically just, he had just outs himself right there yeah um and lex or and then and then pike is like oh oh you're being pretty paranoid uh and uh lex responds with his line about uh no i'm simply a very good judge of character yeah I'm really good at reading people he's like, i suggest you stay clear of helen yeah and then he does. And Pike accuses him. He's like, "Oh, are, is that a threat?" Yeah, it's like mock indignation. Like he's like, he's like, "Oh, yeah. so so hurt." And Lex yeah. responds. He's just like, "You seem like a simple die guy, Dan. I'd uh, hate to see your life get uh, complicated." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and just friggin' leaves the guy. Leaves the guy on his own. Yeah. And now we get to follow this piece of shit. Well, yeah, we for see a bit. like. As they leave, it goes to his face again with, like, the grin. Like, the slow yeah. smirk. Uh, and then, yeah, we see Phil or whoever the fuck pull up to a <laughs> motel. And, and he's, <laughs> like, he, he's kind of at the door. And we see another car in the background pull up. And we get the sense that, like, he's being followed on Lex's orders. But yes, at first, even though we haven't seen Lionel... The fact that he says Mr. Luther leaves it open to interpretation. Like maybe Lionel was having this guy followed for a different reason. And like, I was ready for something like that to happen. Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Whenever somebody is not specific about which Luther they're talking to, I always think that it could be Lionel. Hmm. Um, there's probably a lot of theater fan theories about it too i'm sure oh maybe we'll find I'm, maybe i mean it's yeah. it's obvious the guy is working for uh, lex because he's later we see him later yeah uh yeah less, find out he's less later. alive yeah. then though yeah just a little a little less a blood in him yes uh, <laughs> um and yeah so then we get to see freaking uh sean walk into his motel room and the full-on fucking crazy comes out. Like, we get that nice, healthy dose. Yeah, he's got, like, a weird green light on, on in the in the, ho- in the hotel room, and he's talking to Helen, who's not there, and yeah. uh, that he would do anything for her. And uh, then he headbutts his mirror. Uh, and then... Well, serves the mirror right. Yeah. Because, like, the mirror was being a little bitchy, mm-hmm. so... And so it got, it got the headbutt. Uh, and then yeah. he just kind of like at first you see you see the damage you see like the the blood on the mirror and then he kind of leans mm-hmm. against the wall and he like smiles with all that blood running down his face right fucking creep <laughs> so fucking crazy yeah yeah 
And then it cuts like right. Like, so it, it doesn't even skip a freaking beat yeah. here. Like, we go right from nighttime at the motel with freaking Robert bleeding all over the place yeah. right to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, he's all been brought to sick bay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> Helen uh, finds Spanks. him, and he immediately blames Lex. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then you know it it goes to commercial, and when we come back, uh, it's uh, like Helen and Lex outside the room, uh, watching uh, fucking Carl or whoever the fuck give his uh, <laughs> statement to uh, Newton. <laughs> Sh- the sh- yeah, sheriff, but before uh, who, 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 of course, is totally going to believe that guy. Yep, over anyone yep. else. And uh, <laughs> before, so and then, so they see this happening, and she pulls him into her office and like tells him what Pat said to her, and yeah. like Lex comments that it sounds like she believes he did it. I mean. Don't get me wrong, like, he has the resources and all this kind of stuff, but it's so blatantly obvious. Like, it's just so obvious. And Lex, like, she should know at this point, like, his initial quote-unquote threat, his words of warning, Mm -hmm. like, weren't really, like, a threat. Lex, you know, to his credit, he gives people a couple chances to smarten the fuck up before he acts. Yeah, he does. Like, he he was completely willing to give him a little bit more leeway, but maybe he might not in the future now, right? Like this might be yeah, a learning, possibly. a learning moment, a teachable moment for yeah. Lex. Um, That's right. But, you know, he also, he explains his jealousy is sort of just like, well, he was just concerned. And this dude is obviously unhinged enough to do something like that to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Helen tells Lex the history between her and Pike and like how she broke it off after one of his exes told her that he was abusive. And she was like, I'm not going to fucking stick around and find out whether that's true or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all know how that tale Yeah, ends. And then uh, apparently a few months after that, he dropped out of medical school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, he was quite devastated. Yeah. And so we got a little bit more info on, on Pike but uh, Sheriff Adams shows up and her and Lex do a little bit of a walk and talk down the hospital corridor. And like Lex is just defensive about what oh, he's, he's doing. And, and yeah, he also says that he kind of hopes that her instincts will bring her back to the correct conclusion. He, cause he gives his, uh, he gives his alibi of where he was. Yes. And yeah, uh, that's right. you know, he doesn't appreciate getting the, you know, the gears, right? So. Yeah. Well, and it's just stupid. She's pointing fingers again without really investigating. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah, uh, I mean, she, then she leaves and then there's like this scene where, uh, Pike is rolled by in his wheelchair, uh, smirking at Lex. Um, and it's nice to see, uh, Captain Pike being able to emote while being wheeled around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's got a good thing going for him right now. Yeah, he doesn't. He's, he doesn't, he's totally. He, he he can still speak and not answer in either a single beep or two beeps. That's right, exactly. And he's gonna get the girl because he's a smart, mm-hmm. and Lex is a dumb. And Lex is a dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so 
Uh, I think the, the next one is just it's Clark and Lex having their chat outside the Talon where Clark is picking up the trash. And, yeah. and this yeah. this one, um, it seems like a little bit more natural and things between Clark and Lex seem to have just kind of like, whew, like almost like a sigh of relief because like Lex comes out with coffee and he's like, yeah, I think you have time for like a coffee break. So there's no yeah. underlying, you know, intentions here. There's no, yeah, it's not weird. you know, backhand dealings. It's yeah, it's just, it's finally kind of back to like just two friends just kind of shooting the shit for a little bit and catching up yeah. in a sense. Yeah, and then like the, you know, the conversation as it does turns to Lana and uh, Clark being worried, and Lex is like, "Oh, you don't need to worry because uh, I think our uh, crouching tigress is about to find her hidden dragon." Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. God damn it, Lex! <laughs> uh, and then we, yeah, we cut to like a montage. Also, we need the South Park montage music for it. Uh, and again i just i just need to note here in my opinion the the maybe unintentional tension that is like again between lex and lana i don't know why i i sense it so much again it could just be michael rosenbaum being the being the freaking sex kitten that he is (laughs) (laughs) michael just being just being him just oh god um but like the whole time and then when because she's like kind of pitifully punching the bag and then he's like oh no and then he like comes up behind her and he's just trying to show her like how to stand but he's got his arms like wrapped right around her and then he's like right in her ear and he's like you gotta put your whole body Body. into it like god damn it she's she's right in he's right in her nook like right right in the nook and Lex, I mean, Lex goes around the back. Yeah, he goes, he goes up behind. He's like, he's like, what if it was the other night? You felt pretty helpless then. Like he like ags her on mm-hmm. to like a combo yeah. that ends with like a kick. Her Chun-Li comes yeah. out. <laughs> oh God, that was a fucking <laughs> God awful movie. Holy uh, uh, shit. But now we're going to make that reference for the rest of this episode. Want to see my kung fu? Keep cooking. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, you know, that there's that quick scene. Like, we're just establishing that um, because we just cut then back to the street um, as Clark is, you know, still cleaning up the garbage. Uh, and then across the street, he noticed Chuckles coming out uh of a store with a neck brace and walking with a cane and like, yeah, Clark goes to walk up to him. Uh, and the dude's like, dude, fucking, we, we, you can't even be on the same street as me, let alone walk up to yeah. me. Like yeah. 500 meters, Kent. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I mean, if we knew about the restraining order or not, but we're told here, um, and Clark tries to reason with him. He's like, look, you're going to ruin my family for something that, like. <laughs> that you started, that you started. essentially. Uh, and then the yeah. dude's like, get fucked. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And then, like, just in true total douchebag fashion, like, his his bros pull yeah. up, and he gets into the back, and, like, the bros are like, hey, millionaire, hey, playboy, like, and he starts laughing. Yeah. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Yeah. And then, like, he didn't even need to use his x-ray vision to see this, because the dude's fucking taking his... Uh, he's like his neck brace his <laughs> weight his manner of moving changed before he even got in the truck like he jumps into the truck yeah. like he's totally fine yeah. and then he Clark uses his x-ray vision and we see a skeleton taking off the neck brace yeah and a, another skeleton in the back totally getting out the bottle of whiskey yeah. and then, at two o'clock in the afternoon on a and Wednesday then Clark like, like, and then Clark's like and there's like like a montage of him like sitting on a fence thinking and then uh, like consulting anatomy for dummies I know he's always in the barn reading books god damn it Clark stop being so smart and then uh, Karen and then Karen comes up uh, she wants to speak to the manager of the barn but all she gets is Clark unfortunately yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Chloe like just gets the earful like she comes up for who knows what reason she was there for but like uh clark's like i think uh chuckles is faking his injuries yeah well so i wondered if like the way that i thought it was gonna go is that he was gonna try to get chloe to like actually be a journalist for the side of good for once and like investigate the guy like follow him like be a journalist chloe this is Right? This is what you're good at. Like, someone trying to exploit the system and lie about being injured to fuck up, like, the the farm family, you know, that doesn't have a million dollars. Yeah. And instead, she basically just, like, makes him feel like shit because she's like, oh, you just want, like, you know, Lana to not protect herself or you just want to continue being the hero or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's like, don't you think it's kind of cool that Lana's going Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Chun Li. Yeah, yeah, it's Chun Li, the legend of Chun Li. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, but um, yeah, like Chloe- she does make she does make like a good point because she says like you don't know what it's like to be a girl, which it's true. Yeah. She ma- she does bring up like a good point, and I think Clark kind of rethinks maybe his whole reasoning for this. Yeah. Um, and that, then, yeah, like she says, like, but maybe you're also just upset that, like, you won't be able to save her anymore because she's going to save herself. Yeah, she won't need her sh- knight in shining armor anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then cut to Dr. Bryce walking down a way too fucking dark hallway in the medical center. <laughs> Since when do hospitals ever turn the lights out? Yeah, and then the, That's my question. the pathology lab is way down this fucking creepy hallway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then she goes in, but, like, it's clear she was going down there to find somebody because she, like, looks in and, like, she goes to turn on the light and she can't. She's like, doctor? Uh, and so, like, like, and then it never really gets revealed. Like, how was freaking what's his freaking face? Did he impersonate a doctor? Did he like you know chloroform the nurse desk and freaking announce that she's needed at the pathology lab like it's never really revealed we don't find out why she went down there but uh, yeah she turns around expecting a doctor and finds a captain yeah Uh, and he's in full ass creeper mode like he's just like oh i need to see you again alone he starts in on his rant about how like he dropped out of medical school because he would never be as good a doctor as her um, and then also that 
he was trying to become successful to win her back when he found yeah. out she was with a Luther and that he needed to do something. And like, she's just backing away from him yeah. while this is happening. And she brings up, like she even brings up the whole thing. She's like, uh, your ex told me that you like, you know, you beat the crap out of yeah. her and he doesn't even like deny no. it. He's like, she was beneath me. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it was <laughs> so he basically admits to yeah, it. He basically admits to doing it. Uh, and then that, uh, they they belong together and like he starts doing that fucking brushing his thumb against her lips fucking psycho um yeah and she says she loves lex and he's like no you don't you love me you just don't know it yet Um, i just hate it when i love someone but i don't realize i'm in love with them yet and they have to tell you the most violently i know it's god it's the most confusing feeling ever yeah uh, and you, uh, you react to that feeling uh, by ducking and running away. <laughs> Getting the fuck out of there. Uh, or you try to. <laughs> but in this scenario, yeah. he uh, beats her to the door. Um, and then she is able to answer her phone and get Lex on the phone. But that is not enough to stop him from attacking her. And the phone kind of, he smacks her and she, the phone flies onto a table. And Lex had basically phoned her to like apologize. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you're right. Like I've, I know I've been avoiding, uh, we haven't been spending time together, blah, 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 blah. And she tries to very covertly um, say yeah. like, I'm in the pathology lab with a patient or whatever. Yeah. And so that's when freaking uh, Ted Gavin. goes all nuts and backhands her. Yeah. <laughs> backhands her. Phone goes flying, and now Lex can hear the entire struggle. Yeah, like he, uh, so she managed to like smash a beaker on his head, but he's apparently immune to head trauma. So, <laughs> well, he already head traumaed himself. You can only get head traumaed once. Only once, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's scientifically accurate. And uh, so <laughs> he catches her trying to escape, and then we he Lex we could, like it cuts back and forth to Lex kind of speeding up. And like her just start her her just getting beat up like Star Trek style. Oh, he's going crazy. It's it's bad. Uh it's a yeah. yeah like and then you cut to uh Lex arriving on the scene, running down the hall with a doctor and a nurse running behind him to find like bloody bloody footprints and blood on the door and like inside finds Helen unconscious. Yeah. yeah, like totally, like unresponsive, like oh, no yeah. flinching, no nothing. Like she, she looks like she's dead, and I'm assuming that's kind of obviously what he thought. Yeah. In in the beginning, now luckily not not the case, but like I feel like yeah, that was, was a commercial was, break. Oh. oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, and then uh, Clark shows up at the Talon. Uh, Lana is closing up, but like you know he asks her if she wants company. Like she makes it clear he doesn't need to protect her, but. And he's like, yeah, he's just, it's, then it gets to be awkward, right? Cause he's like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I was just coming here to say hi. Like, God damn, don't, don't freaking, I know you're Chun-Li now and whatever. <laughs> so that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he does tell Lana, he's like, I know, like, I know freaking Juggles is faking. Like, I know it. Uh, I just need to get some proof. And this is where now Lana's like, well, let me, now that I can roundhouse kick, yeah. now that I can roundhouse, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, let me help. Um, 
So I think initially he was kind of hesitant, but I think I I, I think he just kind of gives in or something. Yeah. Something so it ends. The scene ends around there. So I'm, I'm assuming he just kind of gives in. He's like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, like it, she's, it's sort of like like. You know, she also assures Clark she's not going to go around prowling the streets fighting crime. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's not going to be a Batman. Yeah, but like, yeah, because she's like, well, let me help you. Because obviously the fucking law isn't going to do anything. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And speaking of the law not doing anything, uh, Lex is on the phone <laughs> with his, like, assassin buddy. Uh, with Meachman. Meachman. Meachman, yeah. That's his name, Meachman. I, yeah. I could not catch it any of the times. But uh, so Meachman uh, is apparently uh, on the case, um, but uh, Sheriff Adams, you know, tries to apologize for what happened. He gives her shit. He's like, see, maybe you could have, yeah. you know, avoided this. Yeah. Maybe you could have been a good police officer. Yeah. And then she tries to warn him away from doing anything that would tamper with their investigation. And he's like, or what? You'll have me picking up trash. Gonna make me pick up garbage? Yeah. Pick up trash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, she's like, you're not above the law. And he was like, thank you for that bracing insight. Am I free yeah. to go? And, and then he leaves. Storms off. Yeah. And out in the lot, like Clark almost gets run over. Yeah, by Lex. by Lex speeding <laughs> off in a hurry, uh, and then he runs into the sheriff, who is just like, "Stay out of police business." And then the deputy <laughs> runs up next to her and is like, "Here is where everything is happening. <laughs> Here is police business." Oh fuck! <laughs> so maybe it's not her; it's oh, just it's the so fucking good. deputies. Well, no, because I'm pretty sure she's the one that said, like, out loud to Clark, like, oh, how's that warrant coming for the motel that um, Greg is staying in? Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, uh, like I said I said that thing about the deputies knowing that I, I know that's not the case. Like, she is leading this from the fucking front, this failure from the oh. front. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Clark, now he knows. So he's off to do what he does best. Yeah, he's going to go do some B&E, but he arrives and he's so disappointed because he sees a skeleton is beating him to it. Ah, it's the worst. Uh, and then like we cut inside and like Lex is like sneaking around with a flashlight and he gets Clark bushed. Hard eyes, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Um, that actually surprised me because I was expecting... Uh, um, uh, friggin' what's his face? Um, you know John to yeah. be waiting for yeah. him, <laughs> and then not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then wondering how Clark got there. Uh, Clark is just and like, of course same oh, same, did, same, same as you. Same yeah, as you. same way you did. Yeah, took my sports car. Except for all, all Lex would have have had to do at the end of this scene is be like, okay, well, where's your fucking truck? Yeah. And busted. too much was happening. And okay, busted. too much happened. But yeah, like too much is going on. Like. Obviously, they um, they hear a phone ringing from the other room because Lex tries calling his guy, uh, and they follow the noise and find the noise is with a dead guy. Oh. Meacham got his throat slashed. <laughs> oh god, poor Meachman. He never had a chance. Yeah, and uh, and then Lex assumes that Hayden must have this guy's car. Yeah. So now they're off, off to the races. Oh no, not even that. So then they know that the cops are there yeah. 
freaking new Ethan's coming in with the troops, yep. with the squad. So they, you know, fuck off out the window. Yeah, but like right before that, so Clark says that they're here and he goes to leave and Lex takes the time to take the gun off of Meechman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then goes out and like, yeah, like they just barely must have been out the window when, you know, oh, yeah. cops yeah. show up. But the, the thing... The thing that's annoying is, like, you can see that, like, freaking New Ethan is putting together the dots. And, like, it's weird because I feel like she immediately accuses Lex and Clark, like, in her mind. Because she looks annoyed, but she looks annoyed for the wrong reasons. Not annoyed because so-and-so got away. She's annoyed that someone has, again, tampered in the investigation. Yeah. They're like, well, nobody should know we're here. Right? Yeah. And I'm just like, couldn't you just, like, think to yourself, oh, he freaking just narrowly escaped out the window. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no. We all know she was thinking Clark and Lex. We all know it. You can't fool me, new Ethan. Yeah. Likely, likely, um, uh, crap, I can't remember what I was going to say. Fuck. My brain, my brain went (laughs) dead. Um, but yeah, so the next scene um, is that where just like Lex, oh, Clark makes some comment about the fact that like Lex, uh, was able to track the car, like low jack. Yeah. 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 So they're at the, so they have to go to the train station now. Cause that's where the car is essentially. Yeah. She's trying to skip town because the cop has all the roads blocked. She tells Lex, like, oh, I've blocked every single roadway out of this town. So unless he leaves by train, boat, or plane, he ain't getting out of here. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> train, unless trains or planes, but not automobiles. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So here, it's just now just, like, all these quick cuts of, like, Clark and Lex and they're, you know, uh, Clark now says, oh, we should wait for the cops. Like, we should wait for new Ethan to get here with the squad. And Lex is like, ah, uh, fuck that noise. Like, Helen is basically, like, according, in his words, like, clinging to life. Yeah. Like, at, at the hospital. Yeah. And so he's not freaking taking no chances. So off nope, he goes. Nope. So he runs off and he, like, is going down between the platform and, like, he spots pike on the platform on the plat on like just there and then he kind of he doesn't really run away <laughs> he kind of just like no squeezes between Saunders. uh some trains yeah. and he thinks he's gotten away except he runs straight into a lex bush bum, bum. And can we just also take a moment to uh appreciate the very fast recovery of this guy because he was legitimately 24 hours ago purple blue and red all over his face from his injury and now he's fine oh yeah super healing factor <laughs> oh yeah 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 that Start not not all, not very good continuity like i think the first when we see him in the hospital room it, they at least looked like they did that thing where they had the, like the stitch covers on like the top of his yeah. forehead and yeah. stuff like the little band-aids yeah. but now they're gone they're gone he's healed uh <laughs> gone. but yeah. uh so Lex pulls a gun on him, and he's like, whoa, whoa, you're going to go down for, for murder if you do that. And then Lex, like, opens his jacket and pulls a second gun out, but, like, using a cloth to avoid prints, and just tosses yeah. it to Buddy, who just catches it like a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's like, what's this for? Oh, God. 
So to me, I was like, oh, yeah, Mexicans stand off. They're going to freaking 30 paces and turn and shoot and like real Wild West gentlemen. No, Max is just like not for self-defense. He was just going to just blast them. Yeah. With a gun that had no bullets in it. <laughs> yeah, the dude like, he Lex lets <laughs> him like pull the trigger on him a few times to be like, oh, I guess I must have forgotten to load it. Yeah. Uh, but Lex critically has never been in a Star Trek fight before. And so he gets knocked no. to the ground and Pike gets away. And then like, again, we get a couple more scenes of like Clark is along like the top platform area and Lex is walking through the train cars. Like there's like, it's just passenger compartments and like he gets into like, the, the train yeah. the train gives me um even the music gave me very much Resident Evil Zero yeah. vibes. <laughs> it's they yeah, they were just <laughs> on the train from Resident Evil Zero. Yeah. I was waiting for Billy and Rebecca to sh- like show up and like, oh we're looking for zombies. Oh well not here. No, just just a weird uh creep. Yeah. And Pretty also much. Anson Mount. Yeah. <laughs> oh ew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, Don't be dissing my Michael. But yeah, Lex. So Lex is like being so cautious going through these cars, and then he's just in that kitchen car, and like he gets Anson bushed with a frying pan. They do one of those like things where it's just like that the fight in the very narrow quarters where like they can they can't even really swing on each other. Um, yeah. And, yeah. uh, they, you know, go to the ground, but Pike gets the upper hand. And just as he's about to set that fire axe to kill, uh, Clark <laughs> slams into the side of the, uh, the train car and knocks him down. That shakes things up a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hits him with a banger. <laughs> and, and uh, Lex uses that to get him back at gunpoint. And, like, it looks like he's about to create... Because if this is Captain Christopher Pike and Lex Luthor's about to murder him, he's about to create a time paradox. But instead, he sets his pistol to whip. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't have that. No time paradoxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pistol whips that guy yeah. right in the face. And then uh, fucking Smallville's finest show up. Late to the party, as always. Um, But the sheriff gets to yell at somebody to drop a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And Lex, of course, is like, "Uh, last time I checked, citizen's arrest is still legal in the state of Kansas, bitch. Mm Mic drop. And she, like, laughs (laughs) it off, but in that kind of, like, you son of a bitch. And then we get the resolution to the Lana story. Yes. Uh, which is she has called to have this Andy dude come talk to her at the Talon. Um, and just is like, don't you think this is getting a little out of hand with your fake injuries and all? Yeah. And he's like, well, let me just like put my dick inside you for a little bit. 30 seconds. And I'll drop the lawsuit. It's fine. Yeah. And then he makes a grab for her and uh, she fucks him up. Oh, she, he makes a grab and she backs away. Like she slaps his hand away and is like, if he tries that again, he'll have some real soft tissue injury. Oh. And so he thinks for a second and decides to fuck around. He finds out. Finds out. 
gets a roundhouse kicked across the room and through a table. So, so poorly, too, because, like, the way that she kicks him, and then the next cut is him going in the opposite direction into the table. Yeah, the leg leg (laughs) is, like, coming from the other direction. Yeah. (laughs) So good. So good. Yeah. And uh, and then Clark, uh, we cut to Clark uh, examining the heavens when uh, when Lana shows up, and apparently, so this is how this entire lawsuit gets dropped. Apparently, Lana roundhouse kicking him across the room made him <laughs> decide to not sue the Kents anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. What's wrong? <laughs> totally practical yeah i mean she had to have done something else <laughs> well i mean you know the, the back room is still there mm-hmm. that's not what i mean <laughs> soft tissue damage small soft tissue damage it's this small. it's this small. uh-huh very small tissue damage uh <laughs> but you know she it, it's a very quick like well we got to have this scene so we can talk about this resolution of this storyline that has been implausibly wrapped up in a neat little package yes right yeah this is a very nice little kind of ending for that story it was wrapped up very very nicely there was no real no ending like loose ends yeah Yeah, no loose ends totally plausible uh and then she gets to do the line where she's like it's not every day that lana lang gets to save clark kent ah zing and thank fuck that wasn't the last scene of the episode yeah. <laughs> it does end on a really a great, oh, I really love, because I love the scene that unfolds for the last scene, and I love the choice of song mm-hmm. that they chose. Yeah. is very well done. Yeah. yeah like, uh, so it's on the mansion. It's, it's uh, Dr. Bryce is sitting in the study. And Lex comes in, and she's surprised to see him because he was supposed to have a board meeting, but he has canceled it for personal reasons. Yes, uh, and yes. And can we just again applaud the medical wonders that they can do in Smallville? Because for Dr. Bryce to have been clinging to life not even 48 hours ago, yeah. and now she's just casually sitting in the mansion, no bandages, no scrapes, no bruises, just reading a book. Drinking a, drinking a whiskey. Drinking a whiskey. Yeah, having alcohol, you know, no big deal. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, Doctor's orders. I mean, she healed herself. She When she woke up, she was like, oh, I can patch myself up. Yeah. <laughs> Where's a staple gun? <laughs> she just did, like, Lara Croft from, like, the newer Tomb Raider games. She just wraps a little oh, bit of dirty, dirty bandage around her arm, and then she's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, anyway, we <laughs> learned that Patrick or whoever fucking pleaded temporary insanity and uh lex isn't gonna fight the plea um and then he like he kind of gets down on the on the couch and he admits that he wanted to kill him and that he was gonna do it um and he could have gotten away with it except for one person knowing the truth uh which would be yeah and she is like oh you mean clark and she's like no 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 it wasn't Clark that saved me. It was you. And he's like, and that's, he's like, and that's the moment that I knew. And then he proposes. And that kiss seems like a yes kiss. Yes. 
But let's talk about, as they kind of pan out, mm-hmm. um, they're playing the song Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. And I love it because the part that they chose to kind of pick up on the lyrics is when they say, Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity. And we all know how Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. ended up. And then, you know, again, like saying like, you know, come on, baby, we can be like they are. Don't fear the reaper. Take my hand. Mm -hmm. Don't fear the reaper. And it's done. It's not like the original by the Blue Oyster Cult. It's like a cover by somebody who's singing it in this such beautiful, haunting way. So it's like, oh, Lex is getting married. But like the (laughs) The contents of the lyrics are just like, uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think this marriage is going to end on a happy note. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. You'll have to see. Yeah. I'm sure that he's going to get his white picket fence and his happy wife, happy life. I'm sure he is. Sure he will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Michael sure. Rosenbaum, not Lex, because Michael Rosenbaum deserves it. Yes. And Lex, <laughs> Lex is, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But that is the end of the episode. Them's the credits, kids. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a, a good episode, but not a great episode. Mm-hmm. I think just because like Anson Mount really was a good creepy villain. Yeah. Yeah. And I concur. It, it would have been a much worse episode with a worse actor in that, in that role. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, again, I just love how he has this absolute dead-eye stare. Like, it works so well across so many characters that he plays. Um, so in this one, super, super creepy. When he's Captain Pike, super, super hot and intense. Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it can be either way. Depends on the context, you know? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have, he doesn't have show hair in this. No, unfortunately. It's like a dark brown, gross, ugh. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Christian Bale in American Psycho. That is who he fully gives me those vibes. I think that might have been uh, his direction for this. Like, do American Psycho vibes. Yeah, yeah. Just no chainsaws, okay? Like, just calm down with that. But, you know. Yeah. Be as creepy as you can. No, it was was good. And I think, like, I'm trying to remember, because there was an episode of Rosenbaum's podcast... Where Anson Mount was on, but I don't think they talked about Smallville at all. What? And I think it might have come up. It it might have been a reason for if it came up, it came up. And I guess it just didn't. Because I would remember. That's so weird. Because how could it? Yeah. How could it not? Like you think that that would kind of be what they would almost open the show on. No, because that's the thing is like he doesn't really necessarily talk about smallville on that show because now he has an entire okay. show where he, where he does that but yeah okay anyway. um hmm. but th- but that episode was a few years ago right like right. when he uh when pike was just finishing up on um hell on wheels oh, and yeah, when was he was just ago. they had just done uh, Star Trek Discovery season two, where they had like Pike and Spock, and yeah, so okay, gotcha. All that had gotcha. just happened around then. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a a good episode. I don't know what to rate it out of. Um, Roundhouse kicks. Are you serious? All right. How many <laughs> out of 
Well, if she only threw two roundhouse kicks. Oh, we'll just give it a five. Come on. Now. Okay, well, five out of out five of roundhouse kicks, how many do you give it? Um, so I'm gonna give it like maybe three full on roundhouse kicks and then one little half assed one, so like a three and a half ish. I'm gonna give um I'm gonna give it the same, but in that third roundhouse kick, during the follow through, she farts. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Um, yeah, like the reason that I give it a little, like a bit on the low side is, is just because the, the content of the episode just really frustrated me. Oh yeah. Made me really upset to see, like, especially being a woman, especially being a woman who's had a past. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's, it's very upsetting to see the victim blaming, the not believing, the not even addressing of, of the things that had happened kind of to the women in the episode because Lex even says, you know, with uh, his first confrontation with uh, new Ethan, it's like, yeah, like he's stalking her. Like, I'm pretty sure he's stalking her. Like, can you just make her, make him not stalk her please? And it's very, it's still very commonplace today. Yeah. Like if you're in a domestic with your partner, the cops can't do anything until they actually do something to you. Yeah. If you have a stalker, if you have someone who's following you around until they actually do something to physically harm you, mm -hmm. like they, the cops can't do shit. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Yeah. yeah you could show them, the you could worst. show them like texts. You could show them like everything indicating up to the point that you've been threatened. Right. And it's like, Oh, uh, you know, he, we had the text messages, you know, they showed us the text messages where he, you know, talks about, you know, chopping her up and putting her in the trunk of his car, but we didn't believe it until he actually followed through with it. How are we to know that he was being serious after the 75 text messages of graphic detail that he was giving? Like, it just, oh, it just floors me. Like, it floors me to watch this episode that aired in what, 2010? 2003. 2000, oh my God. So 2003, and we're still here today. Just, yeah. Makes me mad. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a frustrated feminist. It is uh, completely the reaction to have to this episode. Like Again, like yeah. I said, off the top, it's completely an episode of the show to not uh, not watch if you don't yeah. want. There's like, really, yeah. It's not There's no buildup in the main story what's, whatsoever. There's Except for the one line that Clark gives. It's absolutely no other reference unless you just really want to see how Lex is going to propose to Helen. Like, that's legitimately the only reason really to watch this episode. Yeah, it'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how much of carryover from this week there is into next week. Like, are we going to open on, like, uh, like Helen's hand with the ring on it and then panning up to her to remind people that, you know, she's... Mrs. Luther to be, or is it just? Well, it just be... depends how long of a break there was between the episodes. Depends, depends. <laughs> because, but yeah. So, um, why don't I do our little wrap up thing here while you look up for next week? Okay. All right. Let's uh, do it. So you can find us on Twitter, and the show is Save Us Pod. And I can be found at Ozluop, and Ashley can be found at GamerMomCA. And 
you can also follow follow her on Twitch at the same tag. And also yeah. we are also on Instagram at Save Us Pod. And we are going to have some other stuff coming. We're going to have a Discord coming. We've got uh, a way that people can get into a pre-show. Um, we're working on some Patreon stuff for the new year. But Yay! all of that is to come with the start of season three and possibly a, a, a slight change in how we even do the show. Like granted, yes, we do like this scene by scene episode by episode, fairly exhaustive thing. Um, but other people have done this and we yeah. have ideas. Well, you have ideas. I have ideas. <laughs> but you haven't told me what they are yet, but I'm sure they're going to be great. It will be good because we will have. Uh, it'll it'll just be more of a discussion about the episode. And All what right. we thought. Well, let's not give too much away. We got we got to give people something to crave. Well, yes, for season three. But that's the thing, and there, there's also going to be another another show. Ooh. There might be another show. Remember. We'll see. Possibly. We'll see. It, it It's all dependent on whether this thing keeps growing. Because both yes. of us need it to do that before we can do more. Do more. Yeah. yeah. We need people like you. Yeah. yeah. The people <laughs> listening right now. Um, but right. yeah, so what are, what are we watching next week for episode 20? Oh, so exciting. So, here we go. Season 2, episode 20. Witness. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Can I get a witness? Okay. <clears throat> Clark inadvertently witnesses the robbery of a Luther Corp truck carrying kryptonite and is stunned to realize that he can't stop the thieves. They are as strong as he is. To keep Clark from telling the police, the thugs attack Jonathan and Martha. <gasps> no, DK. No. Leaving Clark, fe <laughs> leaving Clark feeling powerless and desperate for a way to protect his parents. Mm -hmm. That's the end of, of the of the synopsis. Does your TV guide tell you something different? It does. <gasps> tell me. Oh, I'm excited. Witness. Clark witnesses a popular Smallville baseball player steal a shipment of refined kryptonite from a Luthercorp truck to enhance his <laughs> athletic abilities. Meanwhile, Lana's relationship with her father improves while Clark's friendship with Chloe deteriorates. <gasps> oh no. But Karen's haircut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The freaking haircut. Oh, I wish that, that it would just be like, oh, she deteri the friendship deteriorates and Chloe's out and season three going forward, no Chloe. <laughs> and that's the... Oh, wouldn't that be... Oh, God, that would have been great. That would have changed a lot. That would have changed a lot of things. Hmm. Oh, well. I'm sure she has her, her places and her uses in certain episodes. I'm just... I'm still just waiting for that. Definitely. To, to, I mean, like, you know, she yeah. is... For for uh, all of like those sidekick tech characters in all of the other CW shows to have existed, like Felicity and like mm -hmm. you know everyone else, uh, mm -hmm. Chloe had to exist first. <sighs> okay, fine. Yep, fine. 
I love how you just continue to keep justifying her when I just continue to be like, no, no. <laughs> I have to. I have to because we've got to keep this thing going somehow. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I'm here. I'm here for the Lex for the Michael Rosenbaum. I'm here for the Lex Luthor for, from here to the end, ride or die. Okay, here, so here to the end of Rosenbaum. <laughs> well, uh, you say that he makes a cameo near the end, right? At the very end. Okay, so I so I'll hold out right to the very end, just for you, Michael. You'll hold out for a for hero. You. I will. Hold now for a hero till the morning night. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit uh, and with that oh, no. somebody save us <laughs>